Well, babe, we did it. We wrote a book. Yeah, man, it's it's actually surreal to even think about uh, that we wrote a book, had a baby, got married, not necessarily in that order. <laughs> <laughs> but the book is now available yeah. for pre-order, and we're so excited to share it with you. Oh, so looking forward to getting this book into your hands, to be in dialogue and conversation with all of you as we continue to liberate love from old imprints and codependent dynamics that keep us small, stuck, and stagnant. Yeah, you know, no matter your relationship status, this book walks you through what shaped you, why do you do what you do in relationship. It dives deep into your relationship blueprint, attachment styles, and most importantly, which is different than every other book that's ever covered codependency in the past, we explore the role of the nervous system in that. And the book is called Liberated Love. Yeah. Release your codependent patterns and create the love you desire. Go to createthelove.com slash liberated love to order your copy now. That's createthelove.com slash liberated love and get that pre-order in and you'll be able to get a free download of a meditation we created and a workbook that goes along with it. Much love and appreciation for your support. Much love. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a later in the week special episode of the Mark Groves podcast. You know, I was getting a lot of questions on breakups and I'm, I was thinking, you know, I should probably actually just record a podcast episode on that subject because I get so many questions about what is the process we're going through when we're going through a breakup. And I think it's really important that we understand the biological sort of confounding factors that are all happening at the same time, as well as the psychological and so I created this special episode that I wanted you to be able to enjoy from the comfort of wherever you are listening to this. Before I get started, though, I also want to let you know that I have a five-week breakup recovery recipe course starting on Monday, so registration ends Sunday. And if you want to register for that, it's pretty simple. All you do is go to bit.ly slash breakup rebirth. That's it. So bit.ly slash B-R-E-A-K-U-P-R-E-B-I-R-T-H. I know that was long to spell out, but hey, stay with me. Without further ado, you got a couple event details coming up. So next, I'm coming to San Diego, LA, and San Francisco, beginning of May. All you got to do is go to Create the Love, SD for San Diego, LA for... Los Angeles, SF for San Francisco. So create the love sd.eventbrite.com and it's the same ending for the other cities. Go sign up. Early bird tickets are, they end Monday, but you might not be getting this in that time. You might not have listened to it. So for the listeners of the podcast, all you got to do is put in Mark Rove's podcast and you will get the early bird pricing up until the day of the event. I'm, it will sell out though, because every time I go to California, they sell out. So get your ticket early. Because I can't make any exceptions because there's only so much space. All right. So breakups. Man, I mean, I've been through a number of ringers in my life. And I think back to those moments and it felt very much like despair. You know, it felt like my life was over. I mean, my grade nine relationship breakup was the first one I ever went through. And I mean, I experienced rejection of all types before that. Oh, my gosh. But 
grade nine, five day relationship rocked. And you know what I did? I there was no, I couldn't go on Google and be like, yo, uh, how do you get over a breakup? I couldn't go on Instagram. I, you know, they had dial up internet, you know, so I dial, I couldn't even dial up. It took 47 minutes to download a picture. Couldn't look at porn. I mean, you had to work for everything then. So anyways, I'm not going to get back into the like, back in my day, we walked uphill both ways and it snowed all the time. No. So I listened to Boys to Men and I sat in my room and I marinated in the pain because I didn't know how to move through it. And that pain really guided my life for a long time. Um, and you don't really know what you make breakups mean, how important that is. And, and really the story we tell ourselves about a breakup that really translates into unconsciously or subconsciously how we live our lives in terms of relationship. And that's because when a relationship ends, and you know my relationship when I was 19, when it ended, like literally the moment it ended, I got in my car. And I started to tell the story that when I love people or when they love me, either or, they lie to me, they betray me, they mislead me, they hurt me, and... When I love people, I abandon myself, don't have great boundaries, don't know how to stand up for myself. And I didn't realize that those narratives or stories were unconsciously running my life. And that's why I invite you right now, wherever you are listening to this, to finish those sentences. When I love people, they. When I let people love me, they. And you'll see that whatever that is, is the upper limit that you hit in love. It's where you unconsciously or, con well, now consciously, you're welcome, um, avoid going in relationships. So that might contribute to why you choose who you choose. It also might contribute to why you sabotage, why you cheat, why you start fights, why you can never get past a certain part, or why you select partners who are never able to get past a certain part. Because in essence, you're protecting yourself from where you think love leads. Now, if you were to learn from your relationship then you could learn from the moment of the severing of the relationship and you could change the way the story goes. Now this leads to my next point of why breakups are so hard because it's the ending of a story, how we thought a story would work out. You know, the kids, the, all the, the, the wedding bells, the, all the things, and if you're already married and you're getting divorced, then it's about, you know, the life you thought you would build or dying together or whatever it is. And, you know, that can happen after you go on three dates and you create this dream idea of how everything's going to go and it they ghost you and then all of a sudden you're experiencing this micro severing of attachment but it feels huge because it is huge to the biology of our system and then you know just magnify that for the more amount of time that you got attached so you know there's a lot of reasons why biologically we respond so heavy to relationship endings, even if we knew they were going to end. Even if we were in a really crappy relationship and we knew it was going to end. And you know when you like are going to end one and then you get dumped and you're like, damn it, I was going to break up with them. And then you experience this like huge loss, even though you were getting ready to dial it up, you know, and, and send them a Facebook ending relationship request. I don't think you can do that, but you know what I mean. So that's because... The human system evolutionarily, if we lost attachment to other people, we would, the same places in our brains that light up from physical pain light up from emotional pain. And if we lost our tribe, lost our people, we would die. And so everyone who's listening to this, 
because we're here, we're really good at being chameleons and adjusting to the cultural norms and the expectations of us so that we can survive, so that we can fit into a group. And that's really cool. But it's not really helpful when, you know, Gabor Mate talks about this, that humans have two needs, authenticity and attachment. And when authenticity threatens attachment, attachment always wins. So you will hide your authentic self to maintain attachment. And this, you, you know, I already told you beginning that when I love people, I lose myself. That's self-abandonment in order to maintain connection. So that's when we don't have good boundaries. That's when we don't express ourselves. That's when we forget about our own dreams, our own passions. And this is really the model of relationship that we inherited. This is patriarchy. This is women giving up their dreams and men working at factories. Like neither people want that. But, you know, we both, we all did it in order to maintain evolution and that doesn't give it an excuse. That's just how we evolved, is we tend to evolve in the way that's most efficient for the species, but it doesn't really work for us now. And so when you're looking at breakups and you're looking at how your human system, you know, you start to think about all the good times. You don't think about the bad times because the reward systems of our brain, when we start to marinate and put on boys to men or Adele, my God, I'm so happy Adele wasn't around when I went through breakups because that shit is crazy. God, her music just hits you right in the soul, right? And then we listen to sad music because it reminds us that other people are sad too, that we're not alone. And that's why sad music is the best music, right? Because it's so human. You could be so in love, but you can still love a good breakup song because you know that it reminds you of what love feels like. And it's, I think the real challenge, and I'm going to be going through this in my course and also on the webinar on the weekend, is that we tend to either grieve and stay stuck in the grief or we step into growth. And we bypass the grief, but then the grief comes out far later. And when we're stuck in grief, we just never grow and we're forever marinating in our ex, our old relationships. And so we have to learn how to grieve and how to grow. And that's why the course I'm creating is five weeks of that. We're five stages of grief. We're going through five stages of growth that I created. And they're both simultaneously going on because we can rise from breakups. They are the best opportunity to completely recreate yourself because we're tired of the bullshit when we hit the bottom. You know, any rock bottom, breakups, loss of job, loss of career, loss of purpose, um, all of these different money, you know, financial break, um, rock bottoms, they all give us this opportunity to recreate who we are and rise from the fucking ashes. Pardon my language. So it's I just get real fired up about this. Because if you're listening to this, I want you to know that even if an ex nags you, the case of the mystery X. It's a way of also often sabotaging our ability to open up to a current partner because, again, the upper limit. When I fully love people, when I fully trust them, they devastate me. So I'm going to find this thing that doesn't allow me to fully open up to this person. And see, that's the trick of the unconscious or the subconscious is that it's operating and making decisions and we might wonder why we have dysfunctional patterns in relationship. Well, if we're not willing to learn from our relationship outcomes, we will repeat them. So you can replace a person as much as you want, but if you don't look at the deeper shit that runs your life, you will keep replacing them and they will keep hitting the same upper limits. And man, that is a truth that I had to really live with. I was on a call once. When I first started writing, I was on a call with this really amazing woman named Kelly Marceau. She's a writer. And she said to me, we had just been talking five minutes. And she goes, Groves. I was like, oh, well, we don't really have the report for that, but go ahead. 
And she was like, have you ever actually let a woman love you? And she's like, you know, you know all this shit about relationships, but have you ever actually let a woman love you? That was about six years ago. And I sat in that chair and I looked at her and I went, yeah, of course I have. (laughs) Holy shit. I got off that call and I was rocked. All of a sudden it made so much sense. I'd been dating women who were just out of relationships. I'd been dating women who couldn't fully choose me. I'd been dating, you know, the essence of unavailable women. Any woman who really wanted to love me, I ran from. And I started to put the pieces together. That I was terrified of people who could truly love me because I thought they would hurt me unconsciously. And so I started to get into relationships where I could contribute and make sure they needed me. They were getting over breakups. Oh, well, man, I knew all about that stuff. I can help you through that. But then what it does is it creates a hierarchy. You need me to get through whatever you're going through. Also, it communicates to them, you're broken, I'm fixed. And so you start to see when we're in this contributing, um, like taking care of someone space, they have to feel like they need to be taken care of for our role to get fulfilled, which is we take care of people. But when you take care of people, you can't receive love from them. And that's why loving people is easy. Giving people is easy. Being an empath feels easy, right? Except for when you get walked on because you don't have boundaries. But loving people is easy. Being loved by people is hard because you have to believe you're worthy of it. And that is healing in and of itself. And to let people in means that on some level we are also agreeing to an equal and opposite pain potential the deeper we love. Now the challenge is, is if we don't look at our pain, we don't learn from our pain. Then we can't grow from our pain and then we can't show up differently. And that's why the patterns keep repeating themselves because when we don't turn towards hurt and learn how we showed up and how we could change it and how we could be better, if we don't do that, then we can't change, then we won't change our outcomes. And that's why being introspective is one of the most important things. Having relational self-awareness when you get out of a breakup is one of the most important things. To be able to turn towards yourself and say, I love you. This is hard as shit. And we also need to know how to show up better. And how did we not show up for ourselves? Where did we abandon ourselves? Where did we take a left where we should have taken a right? Those are all such important questions. And even if you're in a relationship today, it's important to look at those things from your past. Where did I not show up for myself? Where have I taken a left where I should have taken a right? Because what you'll start to see is in these moments where self-expression is in conflict with attachment, where have you made attachment more important than self-expression? And sometimes we've been doing that our whole lives. So... You know, we kind of get a little bit of a slap to the face and we're like, shit, I have been doing that my whole life. Which means we have an opportunity to learn how to love ourselves, how to choose ourselves, how to show up for ourselves. Now, there's a real important aspect to all of this. And this is why I think breakups are rocket fuel to self-expression and self-expansion. Because no one really has any expectations of you when you're going through a breakup, right? They expect you to just marinate in the pain and, you know, not really step fully towards anything, you know, like, like, oh, he's just going to sit on the couch over there, watch more Netflix. But when you actually start to choose things that are really important to you in those moments, like any time of great transition, it doesn't matter if it's a breakup or not. We need what we call anchors. Anchors are things that we know we can hold on to that we need to stay connected to ourselves. They're things like fitness. They're things like nutrition. They're things like not drinking. They're things like choosing to be around friends who build us up 
and they're going hiking, going for walks, looking at water. For some reason, there's something about water, right? It's so mesmerizing. But we need these anchors, but they're often the first thing to go away. So, you know, when you're going through a breakup, your brain is lighting up in the same places that people who have addictions light up because you're addicted to the person. And that's why all the good thoughts happen and not the bad, you know, the bad ones somehow don't exist. So it's so important that you actually write out the truth about the relationship initially after you go through a breakup. So you can actually connect to the reality of what's happened. And then you go back to that list every time you start fantasizing. You write down the truth. And if you really need to, we all, well, you better have that friend who tells you the truth. You might have pushed them away during your relationship. It's time to get them back. Those people are the people who tell us exactly what's up. And we don't like what's up sometimes because we know it's true. So we push away people who tell us the truth. This happens a lot in abusive, manipulative relationships when people are in relationships with narcissists and abusers. So, I mean, so it's really important also to not just, as I say it that, you know, to not just cling to the story that I was with a narcissist. That's important too. And it doesn't mean that you weren't. Because being in a relationship with anybody who's that self-involved and never takes responsibility for anything is incredibly painful, and they tend to cut people off very severely. But people who are in relationships with people like that tend to have no boundaries. They tend to identify as empaths. So it's important that we take responsibility for how we let people take advantage of us, how we let people manipulate us. Because in that space of taking responsibility and full accountability and doing an accurate audit of how you actually showed up, how I've actually showed up to relationships, is so much valuable information. When I look back at the betrayal I experienced at 19 and what I made that breakup mean, I can now look back and say, that's exactly what happens to someone who goes down a path that they didn't want to go down. You know, when she was going away to school, she... um she was going on a scholarship. We had agreed that we could date other people. I didn't want to date other people. We would just have to tell each other about it. She didn't tell me about it. But we, you know, so that's that's out of integrity there. But the important thing is, is that I actually sold myself out before any of that happened. I didn't stand in the truth of what I wanted because I made being attached to her more important than being authentic and true to myself. So you see that in that, that outcome would have never happened had I done that. Now, if I had turned towards that information, I could have lived the next 15 years with that awareness that I needed better boundaries to stand up for myself, to have a voice, but I didn't turn towards it. I didn't learn from it. So instead, my strategy became, not consciously, that I'll date people who will never get to that place with me. I'll never let them get there. They'll never be able to do that to me again because I'll never open my heart enough. So you see, in the value of truth about who you are and how you show up is how to change your story. And so breakups are the birthplace of everything. And endings are always new beginnings if we use them. And I wanted to take this week to tell you that there's so much hope in relationship. There's so much possibility. Great relationships don't just happen. They're, we create them. We learn the skills in order to do it. They're not just for lucky people. They're for people. They're for anybody. They're not just for the wealthy. They're not just for people who have access to information about them and have money for it. It's free. All of it's free. You can find all the information you need for free. Now the question is, are you more addicted to your BS or are you committed to what you want? You know, because you can't have both. You can't both 
be committed to dreams and be committed to excuses. You have to choose. And I say this with compassion, but I didn't always choose the the dreams. <laughs> I chose the excuses, but I talked about the dreams so people wouldn't notice that I was choosing excuses. That's why I can smell it from a mile away, because I was so full of shit myself. So this is that opportunity. No matter where you are at in your life, it doesn't matter what you're creating, whether it's a relationship or a job or your dreams of any type, what type of life you want, what type of anything you want, you have to decide. And you know what? It's like, are you committed? Are you not? And in the pain of whatever you're going through, I'm ready to meet you there. If you are in need of any more support to get through that breakup, I hope to see you on Monday as it kicks off what you get in the breakup recovery course is I take you through the five stages of grieving so that you're walking through the pain. Because most people either, as I have said, live in the pain and forget about growing or they grow and forget about feeling. And so this five weeks is all about processing growth, you know, because that is, of course, the greatest mistake people make in breakups is that they don't learn from them. And if you don't learn from your mistakes, you repeat them. And so this is really an opportunity to dive into the learning, the acceptance, the moving forward. And at the same time, you're also going to get an email from me daily with a video from me, right? My face to your morning, giving you a little idea for that day to work through and what to focus on and just to be able to move forward. So all you got to do is go to that address that I told you about, bit.ly slash breakuprebirth and sign up. Can't wait to see you there and help you walk through this. And I also want to say to you that I'm so grateful for you for helping support me, for really being part of this dream of mine, this opportunity of mine. And there's not a day that I wake up that I'm just not over the moon excited about my life and the opportunity for all of us to heal together and learn together. So I really appreciate that you are committed to yourself and that you really want to learn this stuff. You know, that just means so much that you also, in some way, want to hear it from me um, as I learn and, and grow and transform too with you. So with all that said, I hope you have the most wonderful day, and we'll talk again on Monday. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If this episode resonated with you, one of the best ways to support the show is to go subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any more. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to it, or share the episode with your community on Instagram or whatever social place you like to hang out. This helps get it into more people's ears, and I'm so grateful for your support, always. Thanks again for tuning in. Much love.